0: And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: This is the Sahara Force India podcast. Welcome to the Sahara Force India podcast, taking you behind the scenes here at the Russian Grand Prix in Sochi. On this episode, we celebrate 100 races with drivers Nico Hülkenberg and Sergio Perez. It feels a bit scary, you know, to the time passes by so
2: quickly that uh, already this weekend I'm entering into my 100th race. All in all,
3: I think it's been a great memory.
1: We meet new development driver Nikita Mazepin.
3: Part of the things that I have to be doing in the team is working on the simulator, attending race weekends, as I do now in Sochi, learning as much as I can, and uh, helping the team out as much as I can as well. And Otmar
1: Sapnauer gives us his post-race analysis.
0: Nico's race was over after he was hit. Sergio, not quite over, but it looked pretty bleak when he uh, had to come in with a puncture, and I think he was last. But he managed to... uh drive a gutsy race and uh, ended up in the points from last in the points is pretty good but first we joined the drivers as
1: celebrations began to mark their 100th race weekend the lowdown so we're here with the sahara force india drivers uh, nico hulkenberg and sergio perez both of them it's their 100th grand prix weekend but we'll start off with the easy question why haven't you got 100 starts nico um because twice the car went technical um once
4: the one time the first one was 2013 in um, melbourne for me uh, at sauber where the tank uh, was damaged and it didn't make it out on the grid and the other one was 2000 and i think fifth last year last year 15 in spa where we had a, a, a pu issue so i didn't make the start again so uh, yeah i missed those two unfortunately
1: good knowledge though sergio can you remember the races you missed
4: yeah, I missed uh, Monaco uh,
2: because of my accident in my first year. Then uh, Montreal due to the accident, I was not ready. And then I think Malaysia with the, my second race with with the team,
1: we couldn't go to the grid because we had a engine failure. So those are the races you missed out of the 100. What's been your most memorable race? I I think I've been I've been lucky uh, to have a couple of races who are, that are
2: quite memorable. To me, very, yeah, very good memories from my from my hundred races. It feels, it feels a bit scary, you know, to the time passes by so quickly that uh, already this weekend I'm entering into my hundred race. So I think I've had a couple of, of good races. Obviously, my podiums, uh, others that were not that I didn't make it into the points, were uh, great races. And uh, like everything, I also had uh, bad races, but.
1: All in all, I think it's been uh, great memories. Are there any races you look back at and think, I could have won that one, I could have done better? Probably
2: Malaysia 2012, my first podium. Uh, I was chasing Fernando under very tricky conditions. And I um, White. so you never know what could have happened if, uh, if I didn't. And also Montreal in 2014, when I was uh, second place, and then I had a... BBW failure, which prevented me to, to fight for the win. I was second. A couple of laps from the end, and Nico Rosberg was having some, some issues with his car, uh, but then in the end, I had a contact with Felipe, which uh, didn't allow me to, to finish the
1: race on a high. And what about you, Nico? Any race in particular that stands out? Um, yeah, there's been many good ones. I think for me still, the, uh, the one that
4: stands out, my favorite one, is uh, Brazil 2012. That was just uh, a special one. Um, at the same time, also one you know, that, I, that I regret because I think that day you know, could have been uh, a win. But uh, yeah, looking back at the race and the circumstances, I think uh, you know still did a great job and still um, proud of, of the race and how I drove in very tricky conditions. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was very
1: special. Do you have a favourite overtake in your Formula 1 career?
4: Whoa. You've done so many good ones. Yeah. That's why I've <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to memorize them all, but there's, to be honest, um, I don't know. I, there's none that pops in straight into my head now, to be honest. so Sergio, do you have any? Um,
2: I've had a couple, but uh, one that stands out, obviously, the one from last race, um, the one that I did to button around the outside on a quick corner. We were fighting for a couple of corners, and then I managed to overtake okay. him. Shanghai, last race. Which uh, the western uh, seven, the left-hander.
4: Uh-huh. Okay, I didn't see that. Did
2: see that. Impressive around the outside. Outside is always good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels really good
2: when you <laughs> when you do it. You go for it, and then you get the corner. It feels. It felt great at the time.
1: On the other side of the things, what are, is what's been the most embarrassing on-track thing that's happened to you? Oh, um, can't remember one those are, I, I delete them from my memory <laughs> <laughs> do you remember any or have none happened to you
4: no none, nothing really embarrassing I mean you know there's sometimes things maybe uh, look a bit unfortunate but especially like in, in wet or damp conditions you know things are very tricky and people that haven't have never driven a, a car or F1 car you know don't understand how, how difficult it is sometimes and challenging but nothing really that um, yeah that I would feel ashamed for or that would You know, where I feel embarrassed.
1: What's the highest place you finished in the championship? I think eighth or ninth. Ninth in two thousand and fourteen. What about you, Sergio? I think last year ninth. Yeah, very close, early match. What's the best celebrity you've ever met in a Formula One weekend?
2: Probably. Oh, it's a tough one, but I think uh, I met once in in Monaco, um, Angelina Jolie.
1: That's cool. Yes. Was she nice?
2: Yeah, it was briefly. Briefly, I can't remember which it
4: was, it, but it was briefly uh, on the on the grid. And what about you, Niga?
1: Yeah, probably the uh, the Terminator, <laughs> Arnie, <laughs> on the grid in Melbourne. Yeah. And where will you be? In another 100 races time, when we sit down and talk at your 200th Grand Prix, will you be world champion by then? Will you still be in Formula 1? What do you think?
4: Yeah, hell yeah, of course.
1: What else? <laughs> what about you, Sergey? What do you see the next 100 Grand Prix bringing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm still very
2: young. I think we, we got, I have plenty of time ahead of me, so hopefully in 100 races uh, we, we can be talking about very similar 100 races.
1: And who's been your favorite teammate? Nico, of course. Okay. What else? Okay. Sergio, what's your funniest moment from, from a race? Yeah, once, I think, on
2: my first year, 2011, I was um, having a great race, coming to, to the end. I think I was 7th or 8th, and I went on the radio and I was telling my team that I was running out of fuel, and at that time I was at Sauber, so Peter Sauber was quite uh, shocked with the news and uh, quite uh, exhausted about it. <laughs> so. So once I crossed the, the finish line, he went on the radio and told me not to do those kind of jokes anymore, you know. So it was it a was really funny moment through, for the whole team.
1: Have you had any moments like that? Nico, do you play tricks on the team? <laughs> um,
4: there's, you know, always some, over the years, sometimes some interesting heated discussions, you know, with your engineer over the, over the radio. And, you know, when uh, it gets a bit heated up and, and under pressure, it's uh, sometimes quite funny if you listen back at the, the communication.
1: So a new uh, development driver for Sahara Force India this season is uh, Nikita Mazapin. Uh, Nikita joins us now. Tell us about your role with Force India. What do what do you do with the team? Well, my role is uh, the development driver. Obviously,
3: part of the things that I have to be doing in the team is working on the simulator, attending race weekends, um, as I do now in Sochi, uh, learning as much as I can and um, helping the team out as much as I can as well.
1: Give us a little brief history of your career so far, because you're quite new to to car racing.
3: Yeah, well, I'm quite young. Um, I've started racing when I was seven years old um, in Russia in go-karts. And then, uh, due to my good results, I slowly progressed to racing in Europe in go-karts. And then by the end of the 2014, I became vice world champion in karting, um, which allowed me to go um, and get a license for car racing. So then I progressed into Formula Renault, where I've done a, a one year of racing, and uh, now I'm racing Formula 3 uh, with tech GP and uh, being a development driver for Force India.
1: So what are you learning being the development driver for Force India? Have you done much simulator time, for example?
3: I haven't done so much yet because obviously I've been quite busy uh, racing the FIA Formula 3 but um, is a lot more to come uh, I'm learning every day I've been attending quite a lot of engineering meetings um, and everything really is really useful to me so I'm just trying to suck it in as much as I can
1: Did Nico and uh, Sergio help you with advice about how to run your career?
3: Um, well, obviously they're racing drivers in the, on the weekend so they're quite busy We had some little chats and... Uh, all of them have been really nice to me which I really appreciate and um yeah I presume we'll have uh, some some more good chats and they can advise me on how they got where they are now
1: what does it feel like to be at the russian grand prix as a as a russian driver
3: obviously is a is a big thing for me you know I was a, I was a kid um always looking up to drivers um driving in their home grand prix and how special it was for them and then three years ago, I became quite lucky to have a, a home Grand Prix as well. Um, before we didn't have it, so my goal is to race an F1, and then uh, to race an F1 in such a.
1: How important is what you're learning with Force India for that career to race an F1? Do you feel this is a really good opportunity when you're in all these engineering debriefs?
3: I mean, it's crucial. You know, I'm in this part of my career where I have to give as mu- give it as much as I can, and. Um, I presume that can be the fine difference of me driving the car or not driving the car.
1: We're only in the early stages of the Formula 3 Championship. What, what are your aims for the season in that series?
3: I think it's, a, it's quite a, a wide aim. Um, I'm driving for a new team, High Tech GP. Um, Is doing his first year in Formula 3. So, just as much as me, we all make mistakes and we all learn from them. Um, the year hasn't started very easily. But um, already on the race uh, race weekend, number two, I felt really comfortable in the car, really comfortable was the pace. Um, I qualified with some good positions, and uh, I'm really looking forward to round three and making sure I get some good enough points to be good in the
1: championship at the end of the year. And what's it like working with the, the Force India team? Have you been impressed by the team from what you've seen? Of course I've been very impressed. You know, The first time I came to the factory
3: um, in Silverstone, I was impressed by the facilities, the amount of people that are so motivated, working and doing their best to to help Nico and Sergio achieve good results uh, when they're being on race weekends. So obviously it's the atmosphere I try and carry into my Formula 3 team how to motivate them and do other things. So what year are you going to be in
1: Formula 1? What's the, what's the prediction?
3: I can't do predictions, you know. I'm a racing driver that just wishes to to be here as soon as possible. But obviously there's people who are deciding for me and I'm just doing my best every day. <laughs>
1: After the race, we caught up with Otmar Sapnow. Down the track. So, Otmar, the end of the Russian Grand Prix, things were made pretty difficult for you guys after just turn one.
0: Yeah, uh, I think after, after that, Nico's race was over uh, after he was hit a couple of times. And uh, Sergio, not quite over, but it looked pretty bleak when he uh, had to come in with a puncture and go to the back of the field. I think he was last. But he managed to uh, drive a gutsy race. We had some, some good pace, some good overtaking, and uh, ended up in the points from last in the points. was pretty good.
1: Yeah, we saw him trailing around with that puncture on that opening lap. It did seem like an Im- impressive race from him. Do, where do you think you could have finished had it all gone according to plan?
0: Yeah, I think without the puncture, uh, we could have been sixth. Um, you know, if you, we, we, we pitted one extra time, so that's 20 seconds in itself. Uh, and also i think the puncture slowed him down too uh his first lap wasn't uh wasn't a normal lap time so w- without all that happening i think we could have been uh 6th today
1: looking ahead to barcelona is that a circuit you're looking forward to going to is it going to be good for force india
0: yeah it should it should be good we had uh good pace in winter testing there um and all, it's also a track that we know well i mean everyone knows well but more significantly, we'll have a, an aerodynamic upgrade in Barcelona. So, if it all works as we uh, anticipate it will, that we should take a good step. Join us
4: next time for another Sahara Force India podcast. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.